0: Matthew, the 16th chapter, I'm going to read uh, beginning at the 13th verse, not a new passage by any means. When Jesus came into the coasts of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist. Some, Elias, and others, Jeremiah, are one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Now the portion of this passage of Scripture that you think I am going to use for a text I am not going to use. Because usually, and I'm not minimizing the portion at all, but when you hear this passage of scripture read, you think of the latter portion of Peter's profound revelation, and it is profound. But there were two questions that Jesus propounded to his disciples. It's the first question and its answer that I would speak to you briefly tonight and again not minimizing the second question and its answer will you bow in prayer dear god thank you for your presence divine divine anointing upon the hearers and upon the lips of clay let us oh god feel after you In the mighty, mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And you may be seated. Someone made the statement today, and I agree with it. In fact, as I think about it, it was brother urchin that made the statement that there is more in the scripture than acts two thirty eight and we love acts two thirty eight praise god and you know i always want to be known as a one god Jesus' name, Holy Ghost believing preacher. I do not want anybody to walk into my services or the services at our church unaware of what they are walking into. Now, I say this rather reluctantly because I do not want to be misunderstood I am not opposed to all the beautiful names that our churches are being called by but if in the naming of our churches by the beautiful names like Rock Cathedral or something similar is to leave in the minds of the strangers coming in that they really don't know what they're getting into. Personally, I don't really care for that. I want them to know when they drive past my church and come in through its doors and look at the back of my choir where the baptistry is that anybody that repents is going to be baptized in Jesus name expected to come up out of the water filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the initial evidence of speaking with tongues. Now, I know that he that winneth souls is wise, and you have to be tactful in this day and time. But there is so much confusion in the religious world that I want to be known for what I believe and preach. We are not Jesus only and we are not one less. We are God in Christ and we are oneness, oneness. I always want to be noted for that, praise God. If you were to get a book on church denominations A handbook on church denominations, you would find a very small paragraph in that book under the subtitle of United Pentecostal Church. And you would find something on this wise, a statement very briefly put, that we are the largest oneness organization in existence, and that we do not subscribe to the Trinitarian belief, but we rather baptize our converts in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what we are known for in this world today. And I want to especially stress that, because I do not want you to feel that I am in any way minimizing Peter's statement when he said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, and the Lord said, Flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. But That's not my message to you tonight in this camp meeting. Though I want to be noted for that. I want to be known for that. There are some other things that I also want to be known for. And I hope I can make myself perfectly clear to you tonight. There are some other things that I would like for we United Pentecostals to be noted for. That's not taking away from that beautiful message. Amen. Jesus asked the first question of his disciples, Whom do men say that I the Son of Man am? In other words, you've been in the marketplaces You have been among those by the seashore. You have traveled around without my being in your company. What are the crowds saying about me? And one of them spoke up and said, they say you are John the Baptist. Another one spoke up and said they say you are Elijah not not that you are like Elijah but that you are Elijah and another one spoke up and said they say you are Jeremiah now when you see someone that you think is somebody else and that's very easily done if you travel You run into somebody and you think they are somebody else. It's either because they look like them or they act like them. And when Jesus was here in his earthly ministry, he either looked like to those crowds or he acted like someone that they were acquainted with to the point, to the degree that they thought he was actually that individual. Some say you are John the Baptist. And when I began to meditate on that, why would anybody think that Jesus was John the Baptist? There is one thing that John the Baptist was greatly noted for. And that was his most unusual, outstanding preaching. Praise God. When John the Baptist preached, the cities emptied out to the riverbanks. It said, his was a voice crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Now, beside the fact of our noted for being one God, Jesus name people I think in this day and time we had better be noted for our unusual outstanding preaching of the word Amen. now wait a minute I'm not talking about personality oratorical ability great homiletical skills you can have a speech impediment and the anointing of God and preach me a sermon that will set me on fire in a day when there are so many prayer groups and I'm not against prayer meetings when They do not want a preacher, and they do not want a leader. When they want to show and tell, and that's exactly what it is. I've heard the word share so long until I'm tired of it. Amen. We need somebody with a thunderous tone to preach if he says can't when he should say something else and if he says ain't when he should say something else and he butchers the king's English. I'm not talking about that kind of a great admirable type of ministry, though it is great and good. I'm just simply saying that we need to be noted in our services for the preaching of the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I don't know why God made it this way but he did and so I'm not going to try to get around it he said it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe hallelujah you are not going to be saved without preaching Hallelujah! Amen! Amen! You will not be in heaven if you have not sometime, somewhere been under the ministry of true truth preaching. Amen! So when they come in our doors let them see our worship. Let them know that we love God. Let them know that we baptize in Jesus' name. But let them also know that they're going to hear the word of God preached
1: without fear
0: and without fear. It's time to stand up and let the world know that the word of God declares the truth that will save them and get them ready for the rapture.
1: Man. Oh.
0: Ah. Everybody say preach. preach I'm going to report either it's not going to be a sermon on how to be healthy, wealthy or wise, grant you we might need some of that but that's what they get in these so called modern church today and you know what they do when they hear that sermon on how to be healthy, wealthy and wise They think of their health, and they know they're so sick that they feel their pulse. And they feel of their pocketbooks when they get to the wealth part. And they know that they're so poor that they can't make it through the week. And uh, when they hear the wisdom part, their mind goes in uh, such a, a manner until they finally end up needing a psychiatrist to help them get it unwound. And they're no better off for having been to church Amen with that kind of preaching. But I'm here tonight to preach to you, to tell you that there is a God that can not only solve your problems and lift your burden, but can supply your need. And if you need a counselor, he is the greatest counselor that I know anywhere. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh yeah! We're going to be noted for baptism in Jesus' name! But we're also going to be noted for preaching the word! Preaching the word! Preaching the word! Amen! 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 Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How'd you say it, Brother Westberg? Sit down! <laughs> to you! Amen! Let there be no mistake! Great revivals are born on the wings of great preaching! Oh yes, oh yes, from the day of Pentecost, The apostles gave themselves to preaching. Great movements in the church has always been initiated by preaching. Revivals, if you have one in your church, it's going to be brought about by the preaching of the word. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. In the evangelical press news service, an Anglican priest from the Anglican church, in fact, he was the arch bishop of canterbury he said this and i wished i had said it but i can go along with it he said when i ordain a man a man as a priest i'm not looking for a good organizer a financier or an entertainer i want a man who has seen the lord and who has a gospel big enough for the world and its needs. He added that when he attended church as a worshiper in the pew, he looked for more than congeniality. He said, I can find that in a club. All of you with a chip on the shoulder looking for somebody to be friendly, you can get that at a club somewhere. And yet we want it in our churches. But we don't go to church just to be congenial. Amen. He said, I go as a transit on my way to eternity. Made in the image of God. But with that image debased. Needing to be taught how to meditate. How to worship. And how to think. And to meet that need. I need a minister who himself sweats to know the truth and proclaim it. Praise God. Thank God for that statement though he doesn't know what we know. Amen. When I go to church I want somebody behind that pulpit who has sweated it out. Amen. And who is not proclaimed some idea of his own but has delved into the deep riches of God's word that will lift me out of the doldrums of this world's conditions and give me a joy and a peace and a happiness, amen, that will make me a transit on my way from earth to glory and safely arrive there. Oh yeah Oh yeah Amen Oh you can have your share and tell time or Show and tell whatever you want to call it Amen and Oh God If we ever cease to be noted For preaching Let them drive past our churches And say If you go in there you're going to get preached at Amen Yeah If you go in there They're going to really preach to you Hallelujah Hallelujah Another one of the disciples said They think you are Elijah Elijah What one thing was Elijah best noted for? The most outstanding trait that Elijah had was one word power this was the one that fed or that was fed by the ravens he raised the widow's son he met the prophets of Baal on Carmel he divided the River Jordan he had an unusual blessing from heaven in the terminology of the power of God upon his life Amen. and that's another, another thing that we need to be noted for when they come into our services even away from camp meeting, they need to feel from the minute they open the door A rush of power that will almost knock them backward. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know there are some elements of mystery in the Lord's work which defy analysis. You just can't explain it. As the old Scotchman said, it can be better felt than tellt. And to interpret that, it can be better felt than told. Amen. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know how to analyze it. I'm not gonna try to analyze it, amen. But I want you to know if you are lacking the plus of the spirit, amen, maybe I can call it that, the plus of the spirit. We need that today in our services. What is the benefit of the latter revelation of Jesus' name if we are going to be so cold with it that it does nothing for anyone. But when you add that element that defies analysis called power to the name, amen, the name, amen. Oh, yes, something's going to happen. Something's going to take place. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I was opening my Bible one Sunday morning to read my text for the Sunday morning service. Went in, walked four or five dignified looking men and sat down near the back. I didn't have any way of knowing who they were. It was too late to find out. I'd already started reading my text My text that day was, I come not with enticing words of men's wisdom, but in the power and the demonstration of the Holy Ghost, words to that effect. And I just came over that statement again, I come not with enticing words of men's wisdom. And I preached that morning The Spirit and the power of God moved, the supernatural gifts of the Spirit operated, the altar filled up spontaneously. And those men leaned over on the bench in front of them, and they stared straight ahead as they watched everything that was going on. They didn't get up to leave for a long while. When they did, I ran down the side aisle to meet them out in the foyer. And I wasn't prepared for what I was to meet. For they almost, all of them at once grabbed me. And tears welling up in their eyes. And they said, not since we were children have we seen such a move of God. And they were professors from Peabody College in the city of Nashville, Tennessee. I could have never reached them on the intellectual level, because they are far superior in their knowledge than I will ever be. Amen. But there was that element that defies analysis, that was moving that morning in that service, that went past their educated minds and got down here or way down and brought tears up in their eyes and they could say not since we were children have we seen such a move of God (laughs) folks we cannot compete with the things Of the world in the way that the world goes but I have a secret to tell you that within the four walls of every dedicated church to the name of Jesus and the power of the Holy Ghost there can be saturating every available breath of air and every cubicle of floor space such an illumination of power that men and women cannot resist what they feel oh god oh god oh god give me power 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 young man stood in the back of our service one Sunday night, never having been there before. I watched him as I preached. He laughed. He sniggered. He made fun. And when I had the audience to stand, he made as if he was leaving and I thought he had left. Then after a while in the altar service, someone came and tapped me on the shoulder and said, there's a young man back here that wants to see you. I went back and lo, it was that young man. He had fallen back in his seat and beads of perspiration was on his brow. His face was pale and his knuckles were white from gripping the pew in front of him. And he said, I've got to talk to you. And I said, all right, and I undid his knuckles from that pew and I took him over into a room where we could be heard. And he said, in a few weeks, I will be graduating from Vanderbilt University with my degree in biology. And he said, I've never been in a Pentecostal service before. I came tonight just to see what you folks did and I I, I made fun. But he said, all of the supporting subjects that I have taken that has gotten me to the place where I will get a degree in biology has taught me that anything you cannot figure out with a brain, anything you cannot put out on paper like 2 times 2 equals 4, that there's absolutely nothing to it. But he said, a while ago when I started to leave And I put my foot out into the aisle. I froze. I literally froze. I could not move. I fell back into this seat that had been sitting here until someone came for you to come and talk with me. And he said, my mind is still racing. For I cannot figure it out. And my mind tells me there's not anything to it but I cannot deny the fact that I can't move. He said, can you help me? Yeah. I said, can I help you? Yes. What you have just experienced is that ingredient that is unexplainable. That defies analysis. We call it old time conviction. And it has gotten you. And you'd better do something about it. Amen. Before it's too late. Woo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Amen, 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 amen. Oh. or all is the prayer that comes through the secret devotions and prayer meetings and sweatings and fastings that fills our buildings and we'd better be noted for more than just one God Jesus name baptism we'd better have the power to go along with it Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Praise God. Brother Kilgore likes to tell this on me and I'll just tell it on myself. He called me one day and he said, Brother Beckton, you've got to come preach for me. Two, couple of nights this week, I said, impossible I I can't get away he said well I wouldn't have called you if I hadn't felt that it was the will of God (laughs) well what do you say to that well to make the long story short before the call was finished I was feeling it was the will of God so I went and we had some great times together But I had up until that point often made the statement that when God's Spirit moves over me, I don't know what to do with it. I really don't. I'm hemmed in by 5 feet 10 inches and about 158 pounds and prison bars of bones and when the spirit moves i am so limited because this flesh doesn't really want to do what my soul wants it to do amen i said sometimes i feel like i want to holler as loud as i can holler i said sometimes i feel like i want to run as fast as I can run and I said uh, and I shouldn't have said this I said sometimes I even want to get down and just roll and before I knew what I was doing I was down on the floor rolling back and forth back and forth you say I don't believe in holy rolling I, I do. If you ever do it, you'll believe it. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, I don't know how to do it. I don't know what to do with it. I don't come with enticing words of man's wisdom. But oh, God, let in my... Ministry and services to you, Lord. Let there be the power and the demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. For what I lack in words, He makes up for it in the Spirit. In the Spirit. In the Spirit. Hallelujah! Praise God! Some Sunday nights ago we received a long distance call just at service time and it was from a farmer missionary and said the message was related to me for I was already in the pulpit the message was that his wife had been diagnosed with cancer and uh, Only an operation would reveal how serious and possibly from all indications it was in a very serious stage. And the missionary said, my wife asked one thing that I call your church and have you to pray. So I had the people to stand and we prayed. And it wasn't uh, a message of tongues or interpretation, but some, suddenly something struck me. It was from the glory world, and I spoke it out as, as it came to me. So, in such a way, I said to that congregation, the Lord has just said to me that he had found faith in our midst. So we thanked God for it. A few weeks my wife called and the wife answered the phone, the missionary, former missionary's wife, and said, I'm so sorry that I didn't call you back. But when I went back to the doctor prior to going into the hospital for surgery and he further examined me, he said, there is not a sign, there is not a trace, there is nothing to reveal the fact that you have what we thought you had. Oh, folks, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about power. 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 Power Power. Power. Iran. power. Hallelujah. Oh my God, I got to close. I'm not through. Amen. That's what I wanted you to say. Amen. Preach. Hallelujah. told this when I was here before sometime. Uh, There was a man that had a lot of operations on his spine and uh, he was getting so many complications until he began to read up a lot of books about the spine and he found out that the spine was hollow and that the spinal cord went up through the spine and attached to the brain at the base of the brain and that the brain controlled the body through that spinal cord and that every time a body movement was made it started originated in the brain and uh, then it uh, developed into whatever the brain wanted the body to do for instance by waving at you it started in the brain it does it so fast until you don't have time to think about it but he also found out that there was a time when, when it had to happen faster than the brain could get it to the body, and uh, so it short-circuited the brain, and uh, you just did it involuntarily. If, for instance, if you touched a hot stove, you drew back from it quickly, and the brain had been short-circuited. The brain didn't have anything to do with your drawing back. And that was a a great uh, revelation, especially when he became acquainted with Pentecostals and he didn't like them. And he said, that's exactly the kind of people they are. Everything they do, short circuits the brain. Praise God, they don't have any wisdom, Their brain just is short-circuited. And you know what? I agree with him. Because every time you get close to that hot fire, you're going to do some jerking. Hallelujah. Amen. And if you put your mind to it, you won't do it. Amen. If you try to figure it out, you're not going to do it. I come to service, I just put my brain out of gear. Amen. Hallelujah. For the scripture said, the world by wisdom knew not God. Amen. How are they going to know him then? Something else besides wisdom. Amen. By the power of the feeling of the move of the spirit. Amen. They're going to know him because you have thrown your brain out of gear. And you have demonstrated by the power of the Holy Ghost that that they need to see and feel and know. My God. Hallelujah. 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 My God. My God. I got. I got Well.
1: blessed home I see I feel like traveling on oh I feel like traveling on I feel like traveling on my heavenly home bright and fair feel like traveling on oh I feel like Traveling on I feel like Traveling on My heavenly Home Bright and fair Feel like Traveling on Oh the Lord Has been so Good to me I feel like Traveling on Until that Blessed home I see, I feel like traveling home. Oh, I feel like traveling home, I feel like traveling home. My heavenly home is bright and fair, I feel like traveling home. Oh, I feel like Oh, I feel like traveling on, my heavenly home, bright and fair, I feel like traveling on, oh, the Lord has been so good to me, I feel like traveling
0: Not by power, nor by might, but by my spirit, say it for Lord. Not by power, nor by might, but by spirit, say for Lord. Obama. my spirit, amen. Amen, amen, amen. hallelujah! All right. Well, you right. I couldn't afford to pass this last one up. Can't afford to to bypass this one. I I, I could really, really just just right now. Let go. But I got to tell you this, the final one said, Jeremiah. easy for me to cry. That's one of the emotions in, in me that is is almost dead. But something when I mentioned the name Jeremiah. <laughs> oh God let me, let me cry That's one of the greatest points. For if you are void of compassion, if you have no tenderness with your word in your ministry, you're losing a lot. Let it be said of us They're Jeremiah's. Why? They go around weeping all the time. For he was the weeping prophet. The weeping prophet. Oh, God. Jeremiah lived in troubled days, just as you and I. He was so greatly disturbed by the existing conditions and he was called and you know what he was called the weeping prophet and Jesus saw the multitudes and was moved with compassion there can never be revival without concern there can be no turning if there are no tears hear me If you have a passion for souls, you need very little else. Oh,
1: God. Oh.
0: ministers received a phone call at three o'clock in the morning strange voice pastor I got to see you well I'll be down at the church in the morning he said no you don't understand I got to see you now well it's three o'clock in the morning I got to see you now pastor felt the urgency and he got up and went down to the church He met a man and a woman, and the man said, you don't know us, we've never seen you, but we've driven over 900 miles today without stopping except for gas. And then he breaks down, and he begins to sob, and his wife begins to sob with him. They don't know that pastor, and there they stand, both of them, just crying and sobbing. After a while, the man was able to speak, and he said, "We have only one daughter, 14 years of age. The other day, she ran away from home. We don't know where she's at. We've sold our home. We've took all of our savings. And I've quit my job. We've started out. Everywhere we hear of a." rumor that she might be we've gone to look for her and we found out yesterday that she could possibly be here in your city will you help us find her and they broke and wept now that's that's the love of man that's the love of natural parents but how long has it been since we have lost sight of ourselves and we have wept over the lost. If we are not compassionate, we become a society of churchgoers and that's all. how can we listen to the in-time messages how can we listen to the prophecy how can we know the imminent return of the Lord when you have lost children and lost loved ones and you can come so casually and not weep a tear or shed a tear oh oh I want you to bow your heads. You've danced in the spirit beautifully. You've run the aisles well and good. I like that. That comes under the heading of power. But I want some of you to let the fountains of the deep be broken up right now. And if you're on the verge of tears, I want you to break out with tears. It's something that you don't just turn on and off. But if you're crying, I want you to sob out loud. Just as you've danced and just as you've run these aisles, I'd like for this building to be filled with sobs and cries to be noted for Jesus day and baptism but we've also got to be noted for one of the most compassionate groups of people that ever walked the face of the earth if any man loves we ought to love I don't mean a superficial love I'm talking about a real love oh God oh God God. <laughs> oh god! where nothing else will. If that sinner boy or girl of yours can only hear you sobbing in the nighttime, If they can hear you weeping in the early morning hours. If they can hear you cry and see you cry. They'll never get away from it. And mother, that wayward boy that's not here tonight and you're sobbing over him, I want you to bring that sob and come in his stead tonight. If you have a wayward girl, and tears are flowing down your cheeks for them, I want you to bring those tears that come in their stead. If you're here tonight without God, I want you to know this place is filled with love and compassion. Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. Jeremiah, There was something about Jesus that they said, you're Jeremiah, you're Jeremiah. Oh, I
1: would that I could cry. I would that I could cry more than I do. I want to.
0: Thank God for the beautiful sound of sobbing. Bring those with you that need the Holy Ghost.
1: Move me with your message once again. That's it, it's been so long since I was broke with it. So long since I've been broke.